0: Shabbat shalom. All right. It's been an eventful morning. And uh, I want to talk about something since uh, tomorrow we're going to have a special day. Uh, we're having a get-together at the Frankl's Home. And uh, what's going to make it even extra special is that uh, tomorrow a few people will be being immersed uh, as part of our day, now that's a big thing, uh, and I'd like to talk to you about it today. I thought I'd take this opportunity to discuss with you the meaning of immersion and uh, if you haven't been immersed or why you need to be. So let's start off with uh, with uh, simply with a commandment from the Lord Messiah Yeshua. Now we just turn about his resurrection and how he appeared to his disciples was not long after that that uh, he said to them, he said, Yeshua came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and lo, I am always with you, even to the end of the age. So You know, in Judaism, we have a number of different mitzvot, kuchot, uh, mishpatim, all kinds of things uh, that are part of what we call the Torah. And kuchot are commands for which there is no logical reason. Okay? God just says, do these things, and we do them. You know, like, uh, like kashrut. Like the red heifer. The red heifer makes absolutely no sense. Not to the normal, logical mind. There are sometimes things that God commands, and we do them simply because of who he is. That's why we do them, because after all, what if, if I thought by saving people I could, I could just throw them into a pool, I would stand by the ocean and <laughs> shove people in all day long. But that, that's not it, is it? No. Obviously not. But we want to understand as best we can why this is a necessary part of the life of anyone who proclaims Yeshua as king. First and foremost, step number one, he said so. And if there were no other reasons, if I could just stop talking to you now and go out and get on with the service and let's go to lunch, that should be enough for anyone who is a believer in Messiah. You said it, we do it. Don't ask me for a reason. But there are reasons, and I think that today we can try and take a look at a couple of those reasons that I think are vital to our understanding of ourselves and of him. So we know the story that Messiah Yeshua, early in his ministry, he went down to the Jordan River where uh, his cousin, Yochanan the Immerser, was working, calling people to repentance and immersing them. And immersion is a very old thing among the Jewish people and it is done to this very day. We have a mikvah right behind this ark, by the way, uh, which we don't use very often. It's a little cluttered back there. Maybe that's one of the things I need to work on, getting it uncluttered so that we might be able to use it better. Okay. But it's an old thing for among us usually used for ritual cleansing uh, based on temple usage and so on, which we're not going to get much into today, but I want to talk about some other things. The first is this scripture here. This is a promise from the the, uh, prophecy of Ezekiel, chapter 36. And in it, God says, Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will be careful to observe my ordinances. You will live in the land that I gave to your forefathers. So you will be my people and I will be your God. This is a promise of our restoration in God. And it is symbolized by this sprinkling of the water, yes? And that cascades into a number of things. A new heart for us, a new spirit, the spirit of Hashem indwelling us. All of these things are part of that which is symbolized by our immersion uh, when it happens. And so we'll look at these things. I want to look at three things that have to do that are symbolized in our immersion. So the first one is repentance, and in parenthesis I put it, in the name of the Father. So remember John is doing his work, and and this is his message, a voice is calling clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness, make smooth in the desert a highway for our God. Uh, John was calling the people of Israel to repentance in God. Now, let me tell you something about repentance. Everybody should be doing it all the time. The word is shuv, shuvah, shuvah. We, we get the word shuvah for repentance, uh, and it means to turn, to reorient ourselves in a particular way. At any moment in your life, you're either moving toward God or away from Him. You know that. I don't have to tell you that. You understand that thing intuitively. What we need to do is constantly be aware of where we are so that we can return ourselves back toward the Lord. And this is what John was calling the people to. He was saying, listen, we are the people, we are the children of God, but we're wandering away. Let's turn back. And that's what we need to do, to turn back. And so the first thing that is symbolized in our immersion is our repentance, that we are turning back to the, to the Lord God. That we, and you'll see that, you know, for those of you who be there, we, we have a little ceremony that we do, and there's a, a whole call for repentance on our part. And I, w- I would like to tell everyone who's there who has already been immersed that there's an opportunity for us. Not necessarily to have to go back in the water, you don't have to do that again, but it does help us to remind us of the commitments we made when we ourselves went in the water. This is why I'm a believer in believer's baptism, you know, that you have to be a believer because there are things that you're acknowledging when you're doing these things. Can't do that if you don't know what you're doing. So, again, this first is the call to repentance, adjusting our course so that we are moving toward God rather than away. The second one is identification in the name of the Son. And the scripture here is, Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom my soul delights. I put my spirit upon him, and he will bring forth justice to the nations. You know, remember when Messiah should you remember the scene in like the Gospel of Matthew? Yeshua descends into the water and as he arises from the water a bat kol, a voice from heaven comes out and says behold this is my son uh, and the spirit of God but really this is the scripture which was in mind behold my servant whom I uphold my chosen one in whom I saw the lights. I put my spirit upon him what happened? the dove descends upon the Messiah as in the, in the uh, spirit descends on Messiah in the form of a dove, right? And it lights on him, and this is identification. Now let's talk about this identification. So you remember there was also a little in, uh, in incident in which John and Yeshua are conversing, and John says, "Listen, Lord, you know I shouldn't. You should be immersing me, not me you." And Yeshua says to him, "No, don't, listen. Let's do it this way for now, so that all righteousness may be achieved." What was Messiah? Talking about, it was essential in the life of our mashiach, the king of Israel, that he should identify in total, it, totally with his people, totally. In all what they experience, he must experience. What they do, he must do, in order that he can be our king. Can't be our king if you're somebody from the outside. And so Messiah Yeshua says, I will do this for now. Even though I don't need to repent. But he does need to identify. Now let me t- I tell you, part of this, a big part of this is our willingness to identify. The very, our very name Hebrew, you know, the word Hebrew, Ivrit, means the one who crosses over. And if you remember the story of all of our patriarchs, all of them have to cross over. Everybody has to go to the other side of the Jordan and cross over. There's marvelous imagery when you do this in the land. If you see this in the land, I have had the privilege of immersing people in the Jordan River. And there's marvelous imagery that you see right there when you're right there. And right over there on the other side of the Jordan, you're out of the land. You are no longer in the the promised land of God. And so when the person goes out to be immersed, they go out, they go under, they come back out, and they walk back into the land. They've crossed back over. They've And we have to identify with our people this way, and with the Messiah this way, that we cross out over, and we come back into the land. I'll tell you a story. In, in, I was in, in Israel, I went to Nazareth. And uh, there was a little old, everything's a church. Wherever Jesus did something, as a church now. It's driving me out of my mind, actually. But down below, if you go down below level, because, you know, if you go to ancient places, stuff is built on top of stuff. And you go down below, there was an old synagogue that was down down in the lower level. Small room, really. And they had a mikvah in that room. Mikveh with the seven steps leading down, the whole thing. And it was mosaic tile on the, on the bottom. And with a mosaic of the Jordan River in the middle. And so what, the, what you would do is you step down into it, cross over the Jordan and immerse yourself and then you come back up to the stairs. So it's, uh, it, it is uh, postulated then that this was a Messianic community. I mean, it was in Nazareth, after all, and that was his hometown. Uh, that, uh, and this is where they would do their immersions. But that symbolism of crossing over, of identifying, is what it's really all about. And this is an important concept for us as believers in Messiah, that we identify with him. It's not just that we are cleansed, you know, we do the water thing, but that we identify with him in his life, his death, and his resurrection, right? So that's the second thing. He says, uh, so we repent. There's a repent. a the? Yeshua said so. Two, that we are repenting, returning ourselves to the Father. Three, identifying with Messiah Yeshua as he identified with us, as he has identified with his people Israel. And thirdly, is forgiveness. So he says, Uh, These are the words of John. He says, as for me, I baptize you with water for repentance. But he who's coming after me is mightier than I, and I'm not fit to remove his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now that's a serious thing. So I want to read you something. This is from uh, David Fluser, who's, uh, may his name be for a blessing. Uh, wrote many books on Messiah Yeshua. He was an Orthodox Jew in the land of Israel. And he writes this about the issue of immersion. And he says, uh, he's speaking of it from the Qumran, or the Essene point of view. This is what is written in in the community scroll of Qumran. It says, but what is it in repentance that purifies the soul? By the spirit of holiness, a man is cleansed from all sin." So he goes on to say, In this way, Essene baptism linked repentance with the forgiveness of sins, and the latter with the Holy Spirit. In other words, that forgiveness of sins and the Holy Spirit come together. And when our sins are forgiven, God can indwell us, can return to us, and we return to him. So just as John's notion of baptism coincided with that of the Essenes, he also reflects their understanding of the Holy Spirit, at work in immersion. So that the Holy Spirit is at work in immersion. And you may remember, it says in the second chapter of the book of Acts, after Peter uh, explains who the Messiah is to this crowd at Shavuot, he says something about an answer to their question. So he says... I get there. It says, it says, now when they heard this, all the things that he said about Messiah Yeshua, they were pierced to the heart, and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent, and each of you be immersed in the name of Messiah Yeshua for the forgiveness of, of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is a promise that God made to you and to your children. Remember what, I, what we looked at in Ezekiel. I will sprinkle clean water on you and I will put a new heart in you and I will give you a, a, a heart of flesh and I will send my spirit on you. He's referring to the promise that God made to Ezekiel that when we return, when we commit ourselves in this way, that God gives us The gift of his spirit. Forgiveness and the gift of the spirit. So it says. But it goes on to say there. He who is coming after me. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And fire. It's not just the Holy Spirit. But we get the fire. Because we identify with Messiah Yeshua. In his life. That as we enter into the waters, it's not just about what we get. It's what we must give. That this is a commitment we make. No turning back. And the fire is the fire that Messiah Yeshua himself was willing to undergo. As believers, the Messiah Yeshua, we share in his death as well as his life. That's an important thing to, to understand. That many believers don't want to hear. We only want the good stuff right? We want all to hear all about the blessing and all the goodies. And we don't want to hear about the challenge that there is in being a believer in Messiah and upholding his life in our life. But that's what it's all about. Recognizing that we only, we get not only the Spirit, but the fire as well. and We have to be willing to endure that. Because by doing so we rise to something new. So you know the symbolism of the baptism. you go down into the water. You're under. You're dead. You rise up to life everlasting. So, it says, uh, do I have that slide? Let me see where my slide slide. Yes. It says, therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Messiah was raised from the dead to the glory of God the Father, we too might, have, might walk in newness of life. For we have become united with him in the likeness of his death. Certain, uh, uh, if we have been united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. We share in the death and the resurrection of Messiah Yeshua in this way. I put this slide up there, because this is an ancient slide, and that is showing John, the immerser, on the shore, giving Yeshua a hand out of the water as he was immersed. Okay, Not for nothing, but the Messiah is buck naked there, and John is nicely dressed, he's all ready to go, because Yeshua goes into the water alone, and that's what you'll see tomorrow. I don't go in the water, the person goes in alone, because that's the proper way, in my estimation, to do it. And the slide is very much, gives us evidence of how it was done. You know, otherwise John be all pruny standing in the water all day, like you see him in the movies. But we'll talk about that more tomorrow. And so we, we share in his death and his life, the spirit and fire of Messiah Yeshua. So, every day we have to renew, right? Repent each day, rise again each day, and enter his fellowship again each day. So, when one of us enters the waters of immersion, all of us have an opportunity to renew our own commitments. We need not go into the water again. But the commitments are indeed ours to make yet again. So you'll see our little service tomorrow is a very communal thing. That immersion is not something private that you do by yourself at the beach one day when no one's looking. No, it's something that the community shares in together as we share the life, death, and resurrection of the Messiah together. So... Now, if we have died with Messiah, we believe that we shall also live with him. May he live with us. Amen. So, if you haven't been immersed, you can talk to me later. And you need to do it. It's one of those things that just, he said so. So let's do it. And now you have other reasons why you might want to do it.